Today on the Sales Life Podcast. Stop saying I'm sorry when you have nothing to say I'm sorry for. And dude, you hearing this, you're like, I mean, ain't no big deal. But you really, it really is a big deal. It's a huge deal, as a matter of fact. Because when you keep saying I'm sorry about things you have no reason to be sorry for, Monahan's words, you make yourself a secondary member of society and you relinquish your power. Hi, this is Rich Villar. I'm William McCormick. I'm Sean Hill. I'm Kenny Landrum. You're listening to The Sales Life with Marsh Bice. All right, TSL, let's get it. Welcome back or welcome to another edition of The Sales Life. And The Sales Life is just not for those in the sales profession. Uh-uh. It's for those who are building the life skills of selling. Because my goal each and every episode is to help you to become a top producer, not only professionally, but also personally as well, because you got more out there. And the way that you're going to do that is you got to take some of the skills that we learn in the sales profession, skills like learning how to communicate, how to connect, be creative, be curious, be consistent, be a continuous learner. Be able to handle criticism. Cool, we got a lot of criticism. So being able to internal and external, being able to handle the criticism and bounce back and keep producing. So you got to take some of those skills that we learn in the profession and we got to apply those to your personal life as well. Because I say sales is life, life is sales. Ta-da! That's why I call it sales life. So if this is your first time here, um, I hope that you would subscribe to The Sales Life. You've got 583 episodes to choose from. Um, and um, yeah, enough on that, man. Hope, hopefully that you'll subscribe to it. And if you've been here before, thank you so much for being a supporter of the show. And if you would, show your love by rating and reviewing the show. Uh, because the stars matter, man. The reviews matter. I'm not even a guy, dude, who goes to a restaurant or before going to a restaurant or going to read a movie, uh, going to a movie, read the reviews. I'm not even that kind of guy. Um, I just, if it looks good, I'm, I'm going. Um, but when it comes to podcasts, the stars matter, man. I, I do look at the stars. I do look at some of the uh, reviews, too. Um, because there's so many podcasts to choose from, like almost a million of them. And so I'm telling you, I know you're busy, but your your voice, your thumbs matter, man. So if you would, thumb a quick rating and review. It'll help get the word out, man. Um, so before we rock out with today's episode, thank you for all the well wishes and the prayers, man, as my town, Lake Charles, Louisiana, recovers from a devastating hurricane, uh, Laura, Category 4, uh, she has decimated the town. So still no internet service. Most of my town still has no power. So it's tough, man. It's primitive. Um, but look, man, we're going we're gonna to piece that thing together. And so so many of you have reached out to me and uh, wished me well. And um, we're, we're keep on keeping on, man. We, we keep on fighting. Um, and that's, you know, that's one thing. Speaking of that, that's one thing that the sales profession has taught me is... Um, the volatility. Things are going to happen. Things are going to blindside you. Things are going to mow you over. And you got to figure out how to keep producing, man. And that's so in my personal life, when things have, you know, stuff like this, I've had category four and fives on a personal nature beside a natural hurricane. I've had personal hurricanes as well, man. 
and uh, the volatility. I've, I've been able to, you know, barely withstand some of the volatility. Um, all my shingles of my <laughs> blew off in my life, but I was conti- I was able to 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 keep on, man. And uh, the sales profession has taught me that. So that's why I created the sales life, man, is to share some of those things. Because you don't have to just be in sales to listen to this show. Um, because so much can be applied to your um, to your life as well. So uh, enough about that. Thank you. Um, it's It's been creative uh, in trying to uh, stand with your left foot up and your right foot and your right hand out. Uh, and trying to get a podcast out because there's no internet service. So you got to find that sweet spot on Mother Earth um, that somehow, man, you can get these uh, episodes uploaded. So uh, today, man, we're going to rock out with a great book, man. I just finished uh, Confidence Creator by Heather Monahan. I was going to talk about Chapter 7 on one episode and Chapter 8 on another, but as life would have it, it's not going to happen, man. Chapter 7, I'm going to talk about. And Chapter 8 and all the other chapters also, Heather Monahan has agreed to uh, come on The Sales Life Herself. And, uh, and we're going we're gonna to riff back and forth on that as soon as I get internet. Right, right now, I told her, I said, look, I, I, have no, <laughs> I have no internet. So we'd have to write on napkins and mail them back to each other. Until I, until I get internet service. So I'm super, uh, super stoked about that. And uh, listen, subscribe to Heather's uh, podcast. Get the book, man. The book is great. Um, but her podcast, too. I just I love her energy. I love her nature. And it's kind of a personal and professional podcast. So she always cracks open the episodes on a personal nature. And she's vulnerable, man. She's, she's talked about um, her, her skids across the floor in life. And she's willing to share those things. And they're so relatable. She's so relatable. And um, so she shares those things. And then she always brings on uh, a professional guest and really kind of merges the two together. And that's what I get so much. I don't like the fake podcast where you listen to somebody and they're just all uh, positioned, quote unquote, professionally. I mean, the professional nature is important, man, but I need a little bit of your nature in that too. And it's hard, man, to come across. I I struggle with that also um, to let my dry sense of humor sometimes come out on episodes and I don't do it enough. uh, So I get it. You know, some of those, man, uh, those podcasts I listen to, I'm like, yeah, they're too, they're too stiff for, for me. So hopefully you don't have, uh, you don't have that with me, but if you do, man, uh, hit me in the ribs a little bit. Let me know, Marsh. Loosen up. It's gonna be all right, and uh, and and I'll uh, I'll keep the flexibility on the uh, on the show. So chapter seven, super important uh, chapter, man. And and my dude, my mouth was just open when I was reading this. And uh, Monahan realized she's like, I had no idea how often I said I'm sorry about almost anything. And. She would say, I'm sorry about having to ask a question or um, having someone have to repeat. Even reaching over to the dumbbell stack, you know, at the gym when some dude is curling those 20s, looking at his guns, and you got to reach over and grab because he's like hawking up the whole dumbbell rack, and you got to reach over and get those. Heather Monahan would reach over and she would say, I- I'm-, I'm sorry. 
And so she issued herself a mandate, a one-week challenge. Stop saying I'm sorry when you have nothing to say I'm sorry for. And dude, you hearing this, you're like, I mean, ain't no big deal. But you really, it really is a big deal. It's a huge deal, as a matter of fact. Because when you keep saying I'm sorry about things you have no reason to be sorry for, Monahan's words, you make yourself a secondary member of society and you relinquish your power. You really do. You mentally step down a notch. You confidently step down a notch. And it got me to thinking, man, you know, one thing I've never done in my 22 years in selling is um, apologize for not being able to make a deal. And dude, there were deals we needed the last deal of the night, we needed the last deal of the month, and I've never apologized for not being able to make the deal. Am I open to learning? Yes. Do I replay it to see if I can, you know, find the disconnects, my mistakes? Yes. But I don't apologize. And I've never allowed myself to apologize because that would imply that I could have done more, but I didn't. That there was more information that I knew or more techniques that I could have tried and I didn't do it. I pulled, I pulled up. So I don't do it. Now I'm open to the learning. But I will not say I'm sorry. Because I gave it all I got. And man, I'll have customers in my office all the time. And I got to tell them, stop saying I'm sorry. I don't tell them like, like that. But I'll tell them because many times I'm working with them and they'll say, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what's my interest rate? I, I'm, I'm sorry to ask, what's my credit score? I'm sorry, what, what, what's, my, what's my monthly payment? And I'll tell them, man, you don't have anything to be sorry for. Don't say I'm sorry. That's your right to know. Why would you say I'm sorry? Can I have my interest rate? That's your interest rate. That matters. The better the rate, the better the terms, the less I got to pay back to the bank. Of course that matters. But if you really think about it, you probably have no idea how often you say I'm sorry about so much. And even with difficult conversations. Many times you'll start with, I'm sorry to say this, but don't, don't. Because see, there are many times, man, you have to handle even difficult situations, personal or professional. And if you come in with an I'm sorry, then it, it lowers the confidence level. And somebody's got to be confident in those situations. They're difficult. All the same. They're hard. They're emotional. But somebody needs to steer the ship. And when you come in with an I'm sorry, you drop down a notch. You give up your power. And you need that power in those difficult situations. You don't have anything to be sorry for. This is a message. And many times when I have difficult conversations, man, I remind myself going into those conversations. This is a conversation that is going to help the other person. And many times when I've had to let people go, it was the best thing that happened for them. We, we, we've been together too long, suffering too long. It's not good for you. It's not a good fit for us. 
and you know I'll coach him up on that. And I actually, I'm actually doing you a favor. I don't tell him that per se, but I, you know I say, look, this just isn't for you. Now I don't want you to walk away from this feeling like that you're a failure because you're not. This is just not the right season for you. And here's some things that you need to work on. But here's some things that you're really good at. And then this is this is the kind of, this is the profession that I see you in. And I'll help them with that. I don't just, well, you're not going to work. Get out of here. No. But I don't walk in, man. I'm sorry to tell you this, but I'm going to let you go. No. Our relationship has ended. So here's what I see. Here's how this goes from here. And then let the conversation go from there. So, you know, I think I'm sorry has really lost its effectiveness. Because we hear it almost as much as we hear the word no, man. We say it almost as much as we say the word or hear the word no. And it's lost. It's, it's got no weight to it, no gravity to it anymore. And I remember when I started in sales, man, and I had a manager, David Thibodeau, good old Louisiana name. David Thibodeau would, um, when I would mess up, he would... Um, he would correct me, and I'd say, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, David. And he used to tell me all the time. He wouldn't even look at me. He'd walk across the showroom floor, and he said, don't be sorry, Mr. Bice. Just don't do it. As simple as that. He would not let me say I'm sorry. And I kept saying that kept, until finally, and I think that's where I kind of came with the, uh, with the mentality that I won't, I won't say I'm sorry for not being able to close the deal when everything was riding on. It's like an athlete missing a shot. He, he put everything he could into that shot. It just didn't work. He didn't go off. I'm sorry I missed. No. Sorry I missed a field goal. No. You set it up. You did it all. Yeah. Were there some pivots, some things he could have done different? Sure. But at the end of the day, he put his all into it. And I think that's where a lot I got that from. So, and I tell my salesman today, don't be sorry. Just don't do it. Here's the correction. Just don't do it again. Because when you keep saying, I'm sorry, man, what you're doing is you're thinly slicing your confidence. And you find, dude, that you're going to say, I'm sorry all the time, man. And before you know it, you're going to be saying, I'm sorry for not finishing school. I'm sorry for having a kid so young. I'm sorry for marrying the wrong person. I'm sorry for ruining my credit. I'm sorry for grabbing the wrong job. I'm sorry for not being the parent I should have been. And the list goes on and on and on. Dude, you could sit there and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But before you know it, man, everything you do is I'm sorry. And it leaves you with these heavy feelings, feeling like a, a sorry POS, man. So instead, here's the one-week challenge I want you to, to take on like Monahan did. And I've been real keen to this lately. Pay attention, number one, to how often you're saying, I'm sorry. And number two, exchange it. Turn the I'm sorry in and put a word like, excuse me. I had this happen last night, man. And I said, excuse me, instead of I'm sorry. And if you think about it, let's go back to the, to the, to the weight stack. If you think about it, when you reach over, walk with me on that weight rack. When you reach over, yeah, you need to get back at the gym. When you reach over and you say, I'm sorry, 
Think about the psychological shift. But when you reach over again and say, excuse me, you're on a different level, aren't you? You didn't step down. You actually kind of stepped up. And dude, that's, that's for a 30-pound dumbbell. Think about the 100 pounds you need to lift in this next situation. This next conversation. This next customer, this next phone call. So saying, I'm sorry, man. Walking in with that, you, you, you step down. Don't step down psychologically. And Monaghan even says, when you show up late to a meeting, love this, man. When you show up to a meeting, what do you normally do? You walk in, you're all frazzled, and you're apologizing to everybody. I'm so sorry, man. There was a, there was a, there was a wreck on the 610. Uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, you know, my, my kid threw up all over himself before. It, nobody cares about that. You're going to show up late. You're going to have situations. But when you walk into that meeting, straighten yourself up, take a deep breath, open that door, and say thank you. Thank you for being patient. Now let's get started. Boom. Because so many people are, they're waiting for that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was late. So many people are, they're sick and tired of hearing that. And then you spend, waste another five, ten minutes of that. And then the whole meeting gets sidetracked. And then somebody in the back of the room is rolling their eyes at, if you walk in that room and you just be thankful, be appreciative. You walk in and say, thank you guys for being patient. Now let's get started. Boom. Quick pivot. On with the meeting. Don't forget that you were even late because you took command of the scene. You took over. So that's your challenge, man. Your challenge this week is to pay attention to how often you're saying I'm sorry and exchange it. Turn the thing in with excuse me. And also when you show up late, when you do something late, just be appreciative. Thank you for being patient. Let's get started. I'm telling you, dude, this is a game changer for you. So subscribe to um, Heather Monahan's podcast. She's got a super podcast. I'm super pumped that she's going to be on in the future. Also grab a copy of the book. I'll put a uh, copy of the, uh, I'll put a link to the book in the notes. Also, I'll put a link to, uh, to her podcast and you can connect to her on Instagram as well. Uh, she's very active on there. She's very responsive and a super, super nice, super sweet person. So with that, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on the sales life, for being with me on the sales life. And remember the greatest sale that you'll ever make is sell you on you because you're more than enough. Stay amazing. Stay fighting. Stay creative. Stay in the sales life.